This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens. But trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. Hello, hello, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. Welcome home. I know you're not feeling the best. I know. Too much traveling. Too many people coughing inside the plane. Going to Disneyland for 12 hours. Um, flight delayed five hours. So I'm a little exhausted and my throat is letting me know. Well, that's unfortunate. But a good uh, on, the, on the positive side, we have an awesome guest today. We do. That made me happy. Amy Garcia... From well, I mean, you know her from so many things. So but many Lucifer, things. which was a massive hit, and one of my good friends was on Dexter, yeah. Vegas. Um, yeah, has a new Christmas movie on Netflix with Freddie Prince Jr. I can't wait to to talk yeah. with her. She's a beauty, beauty. Let's bring her in. Hello, hi. How are you? I'm great. Thank you guys for having me. Thank, Thank you for being you. on with us. It's I funny. was so excited when I heard you yeah, coming along. And we have <laughs> mutual friends. I, I'm, I, uh, I mean, I haven't talked to him in a long time, but one of my, he was at our wedding, D.B. Woodside. Oh my gosh. I treasure him. And he just has the, I always say his smile lights up the room. It does. He's right. awesome. Laugh, so 
Aww. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw your kind. It's funny on the the show I work. We also have like your whole prop department is now come over to our show, <laughs> Chris, oh, and all I, these all these Lucifer hats and all this Lucifer gear. I see it all the time. But Lucifer didn't shoot here. In it shouldn't. Well, you play. guys do. The no. first season was in Vancouver, right? Then you came uh, here. Yeah, the first three seasons oh. were in Vancouver, and then we moved to LA. So we we shot here for three, and then shot in Vancouver for three. Oh, I didn't know that. I okay. remember because you guys were actually. It's funny. You, your base camp, I think, you guys were at Warner Brothers for a while. So you guys were right near us. I think a couple of times. Um, that's just so fun. That show did so well for so long, and uh, it just kicked butt. From Fox to Netflix, and then became like the biggest thing ever on Netflix, like breaking records, and that had to be an incredible journey, right? It was so fun. By the way, I just I'm I'm a you know as a fellow Boricua, I'm a huge fan of your wife. I just want to say up there, I have huge girl crush. Like I'm literally <laughs> going to the theater watching Rush Hour by myself, and I'm like, that's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. Thank you. That's so sweet. I appreciate that a lot. That's so awesome. Thank you. It's very true. So just wanted to make sure I, so well done. Well done. (laughs) I did do well. I did do well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always nice. I, I, I mean, you guys know as actors, there's plenty of stuff you do that nobody ever watches. Uh-huh. It's really nice to like I know. You know, show where you're like, God, do, do people watch your show? And and what's really nice is that it's so global. So it was really nice to have people from like Bangladesh and New Zealand and Brazil and France and Mexico just uh, really gravitate towards these characters because, you know, it's it's there's so much that's, I think making people like not come together, that it's nice when a show brings people together, regardless of what country they're from or what language they speak or, you know, what sexual orientation they are. It's nice when it's like, yes, more things that bring people together. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is. That's wonderful. And let me ask you, I mean, so you're Boricua, you're half Puerto Rican, half Mexican. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That grew up in Chicago, like born and raised in Chicago. Is that a Mexican? That's yeah. a Mexican. Because I know we have New Ricans, <laughs> Chicago Ricans. <we> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, the, I guess that would be Mexican. Yeah, my mom, so my grandmother is from Yauco. My grandfather is from Morovis. And then my my dad was born in San Juan. Okay. I was born in Chicago and my mom was born in Mexico. Oh my wow. goodness. Yeah, that's a beautiful combination. I yeah. love it. A Mexican. Who, who is from Yauco? Yauco in Puerto Rico. Yeah, Jauco. That's where we went for coffee taste. I, I loved it. I took him to the to Yeah, the I met Jauco. the mayor of Jauco. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He wanted to go to a, um, a coffee, coffee plantation type of thing, right? So I was like, you know what? So let's go to Jauco. And then to, I don't even know, I think my publicist in Puerto Rico was dealing with it. To my surprise, the major showed up and the wife. And it, it became such a nice, it was beautiful. So they gave us a whole tour and they were made it very specific that Yaucono is not from Yauco. Yeah, well, you know that- <laughs> have you been to Puerto Rico? Yes, yes, yes. But I've actually never been to Yauco. I just okay. Oh, wow. Have you yeah. seen the coffee? It's like Folgers growing up in the States. But for oh, them, yeah. they have Yaucono. Yaucono, yeah. Have you heard of this coffee? Yes, yes, no. yes. Okay, so Yaucono, this is just a little fun fact that I, you, know, you learn because of me. Yeah. This Yauco, I, I love that coffee. I don't know if you're a coffee drinker, but it's just like their basic coffee in Puerto Rico. And I love it. And the mayor made it clear that it has nothing to do with Jauco. It's made in Ponce. And that the reason is it, the name is Jauco No. 
that it's not from Yauco. It's that from funny? That's how yeah. the name got placed. I was I didn't Fun know. I was fact. like, I grew up in Puerto Rico and I was like, what do you mean Yaucon is not from Yaucon? He explained <laughs> the whole thing and I was like, that's so interesting. And you know what? Amy no. is she is a dancer. She grew up as a dancer. Ballet? Ballet, yeah. Yeah. Started in ballet and then, you know, jazz, tap, all all the other stuff followed followed. Do you still dance or no no more? You know, I I haven't danced in a while, but I would take like little classes here and there, like the edge or Debbie. of course, of course. <laughs> um, and then when I started doing this movie, I, I said, "Oh my gosh, I have five days of rehearsal, and I'm dancing with actual professional dancers who dance for the Brooklyn Nets like multiple times a week." And oh. so I get my. Let me tell you, when you haven't danced in a while, I had to make sure I stretch. Yeah. I had to. You know, because I didn't want to get it's one thing if you're dancing all the time, but if mm -hmm. you're not dancing all the time, you can get injured because your body isn't used to it. And then if you're yes. injured, you're in every scene, they can't I, I didn't want to do that to the production, you know. Yeah. So they would stretch like crazy. I said, you know what? I don't care. I need my 20 minutes to do <laughs> stretches right now because otherwise. I just I just went through it. I was judging Mira Kimbaila, which is like the la the Latino Dancing with the Stars for Univision, right? And it was such a surreal experience. And they had me perform, and my performance came out the episode last night. Funny enough, and I hear you. I, I think the last time I danced was maybe almost ten years ago, because I remember um, it was doing this movie that I did for Lifetime, playing a dancer, and my my daughter that is now going to be eleven. She was a baby, 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 and I had to dance again. I was freaking out. I was able to rehearse just two days. Um, I was so sore. Like I had never danced in my life. I even had to take a, a shot, like a full on injection from this medication that it was like a muscle relaxer type of thing because I'm going, I am dying. I'm too old to be doing this. But it was such a surreal experience to be able to perform again with professional dancers because, you know, the, the back, the El, el Cuerpo de Bailarines, The Dancing with the Stars, or like Mira Quien Baila, and like all these shows, they're like, like we have this couple, Karen and Ricardo, they're nine-time salsa world champions. They choreographed my dance. And the first time that I saw her do it, to show me, so this is what we came out for you. You're going to be singing to Mala from Mark Anthony. This is the choreography. I was like, how the heck do you think I'm gonna do that? Oh, I've seen you. I've seen you do some salsa. I did. I did. I did. I, I worked it out. <laughs> but I was like, oh, people have no idea. Once, even if you grow up as a professional dancer, when you stop dancing for years and you have to do it again for one thing, it's it's nerve wracking. I was freaking out. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you do have some muscle memory where your body's like, oh, okay, I know plie, or I know this. Of course, of course. You know, you can't just like wake up and kick the leg. No, no. Wake <laughs> no. it up, you stretch the leg, you stretch the other leg, you stretch the other leg again, and then you half kick it, and it all goes well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I have a friend of mine, um, Tony Arnadillo, he's a uh, director, like a film director, um, that now he's trying to break in, into TV. And I actually think he directed some show, um, one of these big procedurals. And he has a movie, I forgot the name, but it was kind of like a Latino step up. He's so freaking talented and he's an amazing at doing dance movies, you know, because his, his fiance is an incredible dancer. 
And he texted me saying, you know, Ross, I'm dying to do another dance movie. It'll be a dream if you, we should do that together. Allow me to direct you on a dance movie. And I was like, I think I'm a little too old for that. And he goes, no, it's never, we, we can create a story that incorporates even that. You know what I mean? That you used to and da, da, da. So now I'm looking at you. I'm going, we need to do it together. I mean, let's do it together. Oh my God. You know, I would love, I would love for you to do that because I feel like it's very, it's very relatable. No matter how old you're at 20, 30, it's like, to be like, oh God, do I still got it? You I know. know I feel like I always thought that it was just like women that got nervous as they get older. It's men too. They're of like, course. I can't throw the ball like I used to, or I oh, can't yeah. like, yes, like I used to, or I can't just like, like you know. So I feel like it's a very relatable thing where your body breaks down. I you know, know? Mm-hmm. I know. But but I'm- then again, there's also like 70 year olds that are in better shape than 20 year olds. You know, you look at like Pilates, that guy was like 80 years old and he can do, and I see some older people in my yoga class and I'm like, homeboy is, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I know. Well, did you see the, the old guy on the news that just broke the record? Uh, you know what a plank is? Holding a plank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah o- older dude. I, oh, I think it was oh, like eight and a half hours or something oh, like that. Holding a plank? Held a That's plank. incredible. World record. Older dude. <laughs> so so you know, I'm gonna do it. it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make it happen, and I'm gonna let you know. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. That's right. It'll be amazing. And this movie you have for um for Netflix that opens November 17th, Christmas with you, with Freddie Prince Jr. Talk to us about the movie. So it's really nice. I feel to see a American Christmas movie with Latino cast, Latino director, Latino writers, Latino producers. Who directed it? Uh, Gabby Taglavini. De donde es ella? Ella es de Argentina. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so it's about a pop star. So think like Beyonce, uh, you know, J-Lo, who has Grammy, she has fame, she has fortune, but she's missing love. Uh-huh. <laughs> Enter, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. And it's really sweet, you know, like she... She feels like she's becoming irrelevant because there's a younger pop star that's mm-hmm. now on the cover of Rolling Stone and doing SNL. And the record label's like, look, we're going to drop you unless you write a Christmas hit, like Mariah Carey style. Exactly. She so feels really, you know, she's at this crossroad of her career and she's like, you know what? I need to reconnect with my fans. So she starts looking on social media. She sees this 14 year old girl that's about to have her quinceanera. She's like, my Christmas wish is to meet Angelina and take a selfie. So she goes to the small town. She hasn't driven in like 10 years. So her manager slash best friend does. And then Freddie Prince Jr. plays uh, the young girl's dad, but also music teacher. And, you know, romance and hilarity ensue. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Nice. That's a beautiful premise. Have you shot a Christmas movie before? Uh, I did. I actually did one with Mario. Lopez. Oh, you did? Oh, I love Mario. And besides that, I really don't see like, Latinos in American Christmas movies. Like, I don't know. I'm sure you guys, because like growing up, I'm like, we like family and Christmas too. I know. Who doesn't know. love Christmas? And and that's one thing that we, we talk about all the time. It's just like more representation on screen for Latinos. And it's it's super important to everything that we try to do together um, as far as getting things made. But mm-hmm. Mario's got a big drive to, to make that happen as well. And it's great to see you're doing it and Netflix is doing it, which is super important. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, 
further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And Freddie is half Puerto Rican as well, right? I think yeah. Freddie, yes. Yeah, Freddie's Boricua. And um, it's his first romantic comedy, I think, in like 15 years or something or 20 years. Who knows? Did he stop acting? That's what happened with Freddie. He took a break. He did. Yeah, he um, he had his first kid and then he only I'm only repeating what he literally just said at our press junket. Of course, um, this isn't cheese me, you know, but um, <laughs> but uh, he said that when his first daughter was born, that him and Sarah made a decision to uh, really focus on family and focus on the kids and. And, and not work. And now his youngest, uh, his daughter wants to get into acting. So him and Sarah, he said, made a collective decision to kind of get back into it so that they could be role models for, for their daughter. And he just felt it was the right time to play a father because he had never done a romantic comedy where he plays a single dad. Okay. Wanted to kind of honor his mom who had to raise him and be a mother and a father. So mm. he wanted to bring that into his role. I know so sweet as like a single dad. That's wow, great. that's beautiful. Can I tell you a little story about Freddie? I worked with Freddie many, many years ago. Um, what was the name of that movie? <laughs> I don't even remember. It was, it was Vin Rames, me, Freddie. Um, we shot it in New Orleans. I don't remember the movie because I know they changed the name at the last minute. It was about, he played a pool player. How you call it? A, a, well, a, a shark. A shark, exactly. And so it's independent, right? I'm going, I'm doing this movie and I'll never forget, I get, I'm in the trailer and I have a love scene, kind of like a, like a, like a romantic scene with, with Freddie that we're about to shoot. And one of the producers knocks on my trailer and I say, yeah, he goes, I want to talk to you. Are you aware that we would like to do um, um, some frontal nudity, just your breast? I just want to know that if you remember, because you signed that you were okay with that. And it was one of those, you know, I don't think I ever told you this. It's one of those, and I never, this is the first time that I think I speak about this um, publicly, you know? And I was like, uh, so shocked. I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, yeah, because, you know, this is an independent movie and because of foreign sales, you know, it's very important and da 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 da, da. And he gave me this whole monologue about why it, it wasn't a big of a deal. And I agreed to that to do that. And I was like, you know, I don't believe that I agreed about any of that. And I don't think my contract reflects that. And he started getting more and more uncomfortable and like like annoyed. I was shocked. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to think about it. I'm gonna have to call my team. I'll, I'll get back to you. I'm shaking. Right? The guy yeah. leaves and I start calling my manager. I'm in tears and I'm going, Oh my God. It's like, what the heck? And I don't know what he's talking about. I'm not gonna do that. Certainly not for this movie, you know? And why is he knocking on my door five minutes before I'm supposed to do this scene? I was like, I'm not coming out of my freaking trailer. I'm not doing this. Like, what is he talking about? So the whole thing was just awful. And half an hour later, I'm not getting out of my trailer. And 
Freddie knocks my door and he goes, Ross, Ross, I want to talk to you. And I said, I understand that somebody made you uncomfortable. What happened? And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Like we're supposed to, we're about to do this scene. And this guy tells me that I need to do nudity and I'm not comfortable. He was so freaking pissed that that happened behind his back. Like pissed. And he's like, that's freaking unacceptable. Where is that? Ever? Oh my God. He caused hell on set. I said, don't you ever make do something to an actress that's so completely uncalled for. And I was like, I was so embarrassed about the whole thing. I was like, oh my God, I want to go home. You know, I'm like, I, I, I delayed this whole production. Everybody's looking at me weird. To make the story short, I ended up doing the scene. You don't see any freaking tits. You don't see anything, you know? It's a beautiful scene as is. It didn't need it at all yeah. whatsoever. Um, and I'll never forget, we, did, we didn't become really close or really good friends, uh, but I will never forget that he... He had your back. He st stood up for me. That's how you said it. Yeah, stood, he stood up, up for, for you. me. He had your not back. only like, don't worry about it. It's not gonna happen. He raised hell. I love it. Yeah, it was really nice. It was very nice. Love yeah. that you just have that support because it should be such a safe place. You know, I. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not uncommon back then. I mean, even probably now. But but good for you for just. I mean that that takes a lot of cojones. I you know. know just you because you just it's so hard to get an acting job. I know. It, and then it's so hard to get an acting job as like a Latina. You're like a trailblazer. And then you you don't want to ruffle feathers. Right? I didn't want to. I didn't want to. But I was like, my God was like, no, say no. That's why I said I need to talk to my team. And I was, I wish like, if listen, I'm 49 years old. If that thing happens to me now, I would have handled the thing by myself with that producer. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But I was so like, what the heck just happened here? You know, but thank God I had the knowledge and the strength to be like, no, get away. I'm just yeah. going to talk to my people and don't talk to me. You know, like, but I was like, I, any other girl would have been like, oh, okay, I didn't. I, oh, okay. Because like you said, you don't want to lose the job. Right. You know what I mean? The guy's coming into your space. He went into my trailer to tell me this. What the right. heck are you doing? You know, That's it's right. like. And yeah. I feel like back then you didn't have the support you have now, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Like you're out there by yourself. There's probably no female producers. There's probably like. Zero. You know, people, so you're out there on your own and you all you have is like your gut. So I know like it was it was pretty bananas. I think I kind of like erased that. I just I just thought about it because you, would, you did this movie with Freddie and it, it all came yeah. back. But I think, listen, I've been with Eric for 17 years. I never said this to you, you know, because I kind of like blocked it out of my head. I was like, no, that never happened. <laughs> right, right, right. Amy, let me ask you this, Amy. Before you started acting, obviously you're a dancer. I don't know if you sing as well and you're full triple threat doing it all. But- do you sing? Let me ask you that first. Well, I sing in this movie. Uh, okay. Okay. You, know, you, you I, I, I'm, I'm no American Idol, uh, Kelly Clarkson singer. Let me just say that. I just sing from the heart. Okay. okay. There you go. <laughs> you know. Um, but looking at you know the stuff that we've we've learned about you, you went to Northwestern Western University, triple major economics, journalism, French. I don't mm -hmm. see acting on there. So how did all this? How, what, what, what shifted from economics and journalism into acting? Well, so it was actually more of a return. So I started as a dancer and then um, I segued into commercials. I'm from Chicago. So and Spanish is my first language. So I started doing commercials with Michael Jordan and Sammy Sosa for McDonald's in Spanish and in English. I'd be like, you know, these fries are delicious. It's papitas fritas son deliciosas, you know, so I was <laughs> both. And then I did a bunch of theater in Chicago. That's how I okay. got my 
my kind of acting, you know, training. And then um, my parents, I don't know how your, your Boricua family was, but like in my family, no one was in the arts. Yeah. No like me. Yeah. Like acting was and dancing wasn't like a real career in their mind. So I had to do some like economics. And so I did a bunch of theater at Northwestern, but I never majored in theater. And then I went and did finance for a year after I graduated. And then I came back and I was like, you know what? I've been doing this as a kid and I never really thought of it as a job, even though I did it to help pay for college. And then I said, shoot, I love it. I didn't want to love it because it was the only thing I'd been do doing it since I was a kid. But um, I just said, you know what? I do love this and it's so fun. So I just want to go back and do it full time. Um, and then that's, you know, that's the story. Wow. Did you go, did you go from cool. Chicago to LA or did, did you do New York first? I did Chicago, New York for finance, not for acting. So I was a mutual fund analyst for an big company. Oh my God. Yeah. Like a literal nine to five. I did like mutual funds. I wrote like hundred page synopsis for investors. Oh my God. So you're very smart. I love it. You're really good with your money then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm more, I think I'm just a hard worker. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I've, you know, but, but, and then I returned, I went back to acting and went straight to LA. So I never did any acting in New York, but I started, you know, doing acting full time as an adult in LA. Yeah. Oh my that goodness. That's crazy. I know. So you're the perfect person we should have had on a couple of weeks ago. We we're having a whole conversation about inflation and this oh recession God. and stagflation <laughs> oh my God. and all these things. And I'm a bit more financially savvy than she is. Uh, whatever. But it was like still like just trying to explain any of this to her. It's too difficult. I'm not, in, I'm not interested. Thank but you. Do you, think, do you think we're in a recession? <laughs> Are we headed into a recession? I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not a professional. I just, That's right. but we, we do have to remember, you know, markets are driven by people and perception, right? Like yeah. in our business, it's, it's, it's all about a perception, but, but yeah, I think, I think people, I will say, I think companies are being very careful about their spending. I can say that with confidence and definitely cutting costs wherever they can. That's what okay. I love it. I love it. I come to you for our financial <laughs> advice. Don't come to me for financial advice. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together... And that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts.
started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing. Right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Anyways, back to Christmas on you. So yeah. you love the experience. I where'd did. You, where'd you shoot? I love the experience. I I was excited and terrified to do all my own singing and all my own dancing and all my own piano playing. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Played the piano as well. Um, it was just a, like a dream role. I got to do comedy and drama and romance and um. And, you know, it's like every other Christmas movie you love, except with like tequila, tamales and like a little bit of Spanish, which I'm really proud of, you know, because yeah. it'll be like it'll be nice for people in all these different countries to see themselves 
and also see a Christmas movie from a fresh perspective because I I do love Christmas movies, but I mean you 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 know Rosalind like as kids there was no Latino family at the center of an American Christmas movie, no. but like who doesn't love a Christmas movie? So um so it's been really fun and and I hope it starts you know I hope there's many more Latino Christmas movies or just Christmas movies that happen to have Latino leads. Yes. Because I think you know, I'm, I'm at the point. I, I don't know if you guys know. I uh, AJ Mendez and I. She's she's an also Boricua. My my writing partner is a New York Times bestselling author. Let me see. AJ, what's her name? AJ Mendez. Mendez, yeah. So she she and I, we were like, you know what? Let's just start creating the change we want to see. So we started a production company. Awesome. Dropping our productions, and we wrote the sequel to Forty Seven Ronin which just dropped on Netflix and made it to top three movies. Wow. And it was really nice to just be like women really grateful that they could be samurai, you know, Mm -hmm. we've never seen like female samurai before. It's such a male dominated world. And, and so in our own little ways or like, you know, we wrote, um, we wrote a bunch of comic books. Like I wrote this little story for Wonder Woman and I put like a Latin family in here. And it's like really small, but it means a lot because even in comics, like, you know, here's a Latina, here's her family. Wow. I didn't know you were doing any of this. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I just started um, and we just got hired to write another film uh, for another studio with a Latino family. And, and wow. so I thought, you know what? The, it's it's I love acting and I I hope to be like Betty White and act till mm-hmm. I'm like 90 years old but what's really really fulfilling is like writing for people you know writing for people you love and and writing the stories and the characters that like you didn't have as a kid right like you guys have kids like they're half this half that and they're yep. but they're American but they're bicultural but yeah so where are those, you know, stories? And, um, and I think we're in the right direction with like Lopez versus Lopez. And obviously, you know, I mean, Rosalind, all the shows, you know, you have been on like Grand Hotel, Devious Maids. Yeah. I think there, we are headed in the right direction, but I just would love to just help behind the scenes with the writing. AJ and I just want to start uh, writing as much as we can because um, especially in, in movies, like American films, there's not a lot of like Latina point of views. We so. don't exist. We don't exist. That's what's crazy, especially with big movies. Think about it. We know we talk That's about why it all, all these award shows, not that awards mean anything, but that's why you see that you see it year after year after year. The Latino representation is non-existent. And I'm going, of course, it's not because we're not given the opportunities. We would love to have the same amount of incredible content that all these other ethnicities are producing and creating, but we don't even get there, you know? So it's, so I'm so glad that you're actually doing and diversifying and understand that there's life, um, not, it's not, doesn't always have to be in front of the camera, you know, that we are very much needed behind the camera and so at so many levels. So we have to, we have to make it happen because nobody's going to call us. We have to make it happen, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's very inspiring. Like, like even seeing the little that we've written for, for women, it's really, and also the men, like, it's nice for the, for one of our main villains. He's like, I think he's Hungarian or he's like, I I've been in this business 27 years and the way you write for my character, you know? Mm. So I said, DJ, how cool that men and women really like the way, because as, as an actor, I'm like, well, what, 
kind of dialogue would I want or what what would be easy to memorize? What would be fun to say and yeah. play an actor? And so, and obviously she's such a wonderful, like her script made like the Latinx blacklist in like 2020. She's wildly talented. Wow. So it's really fun. Um, you know, like I, I, I'm just very inspired. Like there's so much Latino talent. And so, but, not, but I feel like we could use like a lot more roles. <laughs> exactly. So, so, you know, and I, I, I obviously listen to your guys' podcast and I feel like it would be great, like for you guys to, you know, have, I could totally see a sitcom between you two and your kids. And- that'd be funny. That'd be amazing. It'd be incredible. Listen, we're not available now, but we, 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 we talk about it sometimes, especially because, you know, it's so difficult as actors. Like I, I shoot in Puerto Rico. He shoots over here. There's so much traveling and there's so much times like I didn't see my kids for almost four months. You know, it's, it's really banana. So the dream, what would be the dream to be able to work together in LA or whatever state, you no, know, but to work together and have a vehicle that is that can actually keep the family together because it's been a bit of a, a, a bit of a struggle, you know, especially after the second kid was born. With the first one, we got spoiled, um, and everything was working out. But now with Dylan, uh, I have a lot of work that is not in LA, and he shoots in Los Angeles. So yeah, the the dream would be for us to be working together in some capacity. So hopefully, in the future, that will happen. Well, you guys are goals. I don't know how you do it. Like, yeah. I, I feel like actors are just have a bad reputation for being flaky and they're date all these people and they're divorced five times and all this stuff. And I feel like not only is one of you an actor, but you're both actors. So I have a question for you guys. And you probably have been asked this a million times, but like, like what's your secret? Like, do you guys just not sweat the small stuff? Do you guys make sure to go on a date night every week? Do you guys like, like make out when the kids are looking like, it's the best part. <laughs> Everything you just said, I wish we did on a regular oh, basis. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, we, I sent her a, I don't, this is great. You said all this. You ever follow, I don't know, follow Uber facts on Instagram. Like I love this little page. It says all these random facts. Yeah. And I, I'm okay. one of those people that loves a good makeout session. Like I, I think kissing is great in a relationship. And I sent her this thing and she is fine with it, but it's not like, I don't think it's her as much as me. And I sent this Uber fact. It's like, you can burn 15 to 20 calories a day from kissing, from making out. And I'm like, see, that's what's going to keep love alive. But you're right. I mean, like all of those things, passion, we try to, like we talk about all the time. We got to get a date night in the books. We got to get a date night in the books. Like everything you said, you just said are all of the keys (laughs) that I think we wish we did more religiously. Um, but it's just a lot. We look, we checked the box off. We both have been divorced once. We've checked that box. We didn't do multiple times, but we got one yeah. each in the books. We were very young, though. That, we doesn't, young. that doesn't count. It's just a lot of hard work. <laughs> I think it's a lot of hard work. And I don't say that in a bad way. Relationships are work. And people always like, some people may make it sound like that's a bad thing, but it's not. Like, you have to dedicate as much time to the one you love as you do everything else that you love, your job, all your other passions, because. No matter how you look at it, when you're together 17 years, it's a long time, right? Newness fades because you know each other so well. There's nothing new. I mean, and that's part of the fun is like trying to discover new things, making each other laugh, having those good moments and remembering what's important, trying not to sweat the small stuff, even though we still do. But like, you know, I think we're so different. One thing that has worked for us, you know, which is shocking because you'll think that when two people are so different, it's bound to 
be a disaster sooner than later because we're very different and we are, but somehow we've been able to keep it interesting because we are so different, you know? And even this podcast that we've been doing now for two years, you know, like exactly like I, I, even though we've been together for so long, I don't think he knows me a hundred percent. I keep him guessing like he's saying and vice versa, because there's always some discovery about us because we're culturally very different as people. We're very different and we try to, as much as we can, find humor. You know, that's why we do this podcast and we've done so many episodes that we have a lot of disagreements, but there's not, there's never disrespect. And there's always something funny at the end that we just have to laugh about it because it's so stupid that we just have to laugh about it, you know? Um, and listen, two kids later, it's been, it's been up and down, but it's been fascinating and, and beautiful, you know? Oh, well, you guys, I mean, look, <laughs> Well, I think anything that's worth it is is hard work, right? Whether it's like a career or kids or marriage or 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 self work, whatever it is, it's like so hard. But I'm it's really nice to see you guys in one of the most like tumultuous, unpredictable, mm-hmm. really like you really test your your morals, and especially where like actually morals don't really exist, like and good behavior isn't like, like bad behavior isn't held accountable, right? Exactly. It's like you start, it's really interesting to be in a business where bad behavior goes unnoticed and good behavior doesn't always get rewarded. Exactly. Good girl doesn't always win. And it's not a meritocracy and it's not fair. And it's like very up and down. Like there's so much unpredictability in our business that it's so nice that you guys in your own way have been like a constant, you know what I mean? In a world, in like a roller coaster industry and like the world is upside down and all this stuff. It's nice that you guys have like, like, like consistency in each other. Mm-hmm. It's really romantic. Like, I'm oh, thank you. And I just feel like it's so beautiful. And, you know, you guys, you guys are a really nice example. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's I, think, I think one key just to add to like everything you said is like people, that's what I love about the, our, our podcast is listeners, they learn so much about our business all the time, but just even about us actors and as people, you know, outside of the business and everything you said is completely true. Like our business is a mess up and down. I mean, there's no consistency. There's nothing that you can just count on. You know, though, um, I was thinking the other day, I was thinking uh, this business is actually very dark and inconsistent and kind of ugly, you know. It's kind of ugly. It has a beautiful side. No, I always, no. I always equate it to like, there's a, it's like a drug. Well, the the beautiful <laughs> side is that the the was the stuff that we get to create and the the feelings that we allow people to experience through our work, that part is as bliss. That's inc- that that's why I'm still doing it. Right. I love the craft. I love acting. I love singing. I love dancing. I love the stage. The art of it all, it's heaven. Everything else around it is yucky. That's yeah. what's sad. You know, we just do it and we keep doing it. At least for me, it wasn't for the fame or the fortune and, you know, the lifestyle. It was like, I really love doing this. You know, like like me, like dancing on this opening of this show. It was hard. I was nervous. I was, my, my body was hurting, but I was like, I freaking love dancing. You know, like that's why we, we keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were saying something and I interrupted you. My you apologies. did interrupt me. Yeah, sorry. That's pretty common. <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say it. I was going to ask her. A lot of our business is having a support system when you're in a relationship because I think that's one of the most toxic issues that happens in two couples 
or a couple, I should say, in this business, two actors. And it happened with a co-star on my show that was telling me the story about a, a guy she was dating. And he was insanely jealous of anything she would ever get, do. She couldn't even tell him if she got a job because it was like she they were competing against each other. Like, oh, no. I can't wrap my head around that. You're competing with a woman. Like, but that's not, very common, though. I know. And I was, was going to ask you, Amy, have you ever had that in a relationship where your partner is just not happy for you that you got a job or feeling like they're competing? Have you ever dated an actor? I don't even know. But like... Gosh, no, I I, I could never imagine that. Like, I, I feel like they say you find, you know, someone who's like your mom or like your dad, you know? So I, my family's like super supportive and... And, you know, the person I'm with now is just so unconditionally supportive. I can't imagine, like, like your win is their win. Yes. I mean, and vice versa. And you're like a team. So it's like, whenever they get a win, um, I get so excited. I feel like I got to win. And if I get a win, vice versa. And I feel like that's the only way because it's so hard. It's so hard. you You can't, you have so many factors against you, you know, like, especially now where, no one really goes to movies anymore and everything is, you know, streaming. So I think you just need all the support you could get. So no, I've, I've, I think knock on wood. I'm, Good. you know, I feel like I need a, I need a, I'm in a healthy, strong, unconditionally loving, you know, uh, relationship because otherwise I think it's, yeah, it's, it's already too hard, you know. It's I mean? too hard. That's, That's beautiful. Great. So treasure that because it's listen. It's very common when you have somebody that they might love you and they might like you a lot, but there's the competition factor of it all. Especially Kills if it's it. with two people in the same business, it's yeah. almost like it's 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 also human because it's like listen. Everybody wants to do well, and when you see your partner flying and you don't, even though you love it for them, you want it. You want it to be for you, you know. So that jealousy, it's almost like common. But it's unhealthy. So that's beautiful that you have somebody that that treasures that if you fly, your win is is win. You know, kind of thing. I think it's yeah. it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. There's a saying in Spanish. It's like nunca te nunca te cortaría tus alas or something like that. Like I'll never clip your wings. Exacto. Mi mamá me lo dijo desde chiquitita. Mi mamá me decía es, yeah. ese mismo refrán, which is is so valuable. You know, and and it's interesting when I my first marriage, I was very young and. And for sure, uh, there was a big element of that. I'm just going to make you as little as possible. And it was caught in my wings. And this little voice of my mom was so prevalent, you know, and I was able to get out of it within a year and a half. I was like, nope, I'm flying. I'm flying. <laughs> I'm out. You know, and that yeah. was amazing. Anyways, yeah. Mama, we wish you so, so much success and prosperity. Eres un ángel, hermosa, talentosa. What a pleasure to meet you. Absolutely. Yes. You're jamming. You're jamming. I know. Well, I appreciate you guys. I'm going to put it out in the universe. We'll collaborate on something. Yes. Yes, yes I would love I that. I want to for sure. I'm yes. like, we got to figure out all the stuff you're writing. We got to come together and, and, and make something happen. I know. I just, I, I, funny. We have I, a production company. We have a company. I know. We, we have a project that is going to be, God willing, it's going to go. It's amazing. And you're perfect. I wrote, I, I wrote it here. I said, Eric, she's, she, she's the girl. If you're available. <laughs> if you're available. Uh, well, I, I'm putting it out there. You know, you guys are adorable and, you know, hopefully, well, we'll see you guys soon. And, and yes. I, I would really love to work with you guys at some point. So we'll make it happen. That'd Absolutely. be amazing. Okay. And everybody, Christmas with you, November 17th on Netflix. Netflix. Amy, thank you so much. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. Wait, that's
Bye-bye. Un placer. Un besito. Bye-bye. She's awesome. She is lovely. And jamming. I love I love seeing... She's, she has always worked. You know, she's one of those working actresses that is always doing well and, Absolutely. and just talented, you know, within the business, respected and, and loved. And I just love that she's creating her own content. And, I know. And I have doing no idea. That's... that's Oh, it's such a big part of uh, books written, comics, uh, like a rock star, man. Absolutely, she's carving the path, yes. you know, creating opportunities for Latinos, which Beautiful. is something it, we always are passionate about. It made me so happy, so happy. Yeah. That was okay. fun. Bye, love you. I love you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to write us a review and tell us what you think. If you want to follow us on Instagram, check us out at Iset Ella Dijo or send us an email, Eric and Ross at iHeartRadio.com. He said Ella Dijo is part of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. See you next time. Bye. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca? ¿O tienes 65 años o más? Estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 españolcom Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.